and welcome to episode 126 of the Teach On Teach Wrong podcast. I am Katie, I'm your host, fellow teacher from London and this podcast is all about helping you with personal development and self-help, resilience, well-being, all the other good stuff that we need to be the teachers that we always dreamed of being. So today's episode is all about decluttering, but yes, this is the teacher edition. So yesterday was officially the first day of spring. So what does that mean? Spring cleaning time, of course. Spring is a great time for fresh starts and brightening up the surroundings, cleansing out the old and just being in a fresh environment. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get straight into it. Firstly, let's quickly discuss the benefits of decluttering in the first place. And I think for me, simply put, A cluttered space is a cluttered mind. Your brain is always trying to make sense of the world around it. So the more clutter you see, the harder your brain is having to work to decipher what is important that it needs to take note of. Now that's just going to mentally exhaust you and eventually what will end up happening is your brain will start ignoring certain things so as not to be overwhelmed and so that it can determine what is important. And that's why over time you actually start not seeing the mess. (laughs) which is weird Um, and it might not bother you after a while because your brain is already used to its messy surroundings but it's at this point when you can start losing things when it's hard to find things when you are wasting time because everything around you is in such a mess you don't actually know where anything is you know that the papers you're looking for are somewhere on your desk but good luck trying to find it amongst the mountain that's completely taking over it right now Now you're having to make your brain work twice as hard to rummage through all this extra clutter to find what you're looking for. And also, what a bloody waste of time. I mean, one of the biggest complaints I hear from teachers is that you don't have enough time to do it all. But ask yourself, is your space cluttered? And really, how much time are you wasting looking for things? Be honest with yourself. This is important because we need to know where we can take responsibility and get some control back. So if you're one of those teachers who wants more time and you have noticed a bit of clutter building up around you, consider investing time decluttering. And it is an investment, okay? It's one of those slingshot things where you feel like you're going backwards, going, what, I'm giving all this time tidying up that I could be doing other things. But actually, if you go back and listen to episode 90, which is called Every Minute Spent Organising An Hour Is Earned... I think you'll understand the importance of this. And also, while we're talking about previous episodes, also check out the one before that, 89, which is called Being Organised is not about being perfect. It's about improving the quality of your life. Because both those episodes are to do with organising as well and will help you in your decluttering journey. There's something new to gain from each episode. So that's 89 and 90. So decluttering, how do we do that? Well, there's no right or wrong way, but considering our busy schedules as teachers and the fact that we still have to work in our spaces, I recommend spreading this job up over time and tackling things in really small sections so that if you're taking things out and making a mess of one area, it's not going to make you feel completely overwhelmed and like you regret what you started, okay? It's just a tiny section. Now, this works for whatever you want to declutter, which could be as big as your own classroom, it may be even your office, your desk, 
or if you've just got a trolley or just a bag, however you rock as a teacher and whatever you have, this is going to work for you. Let's use a classroom as an example, as obviously a bigger space is the hardest thing. So if you've got something smaller than that, then covering the classroom at least will help you translate that into whatever you're dealing with. So I would start by tackling areas that seem to grow the fastest, right? For me, that's my paper file. And I use the term file very loosely. It's a tray with piles of paper that seem to grow very, very frequently. So I have like an intro kind of system and piles of paper just keep growing and it drives me insane. So that's where I choose to start because once I've just got that pile of crap off my desk, things just feel lighter. (laughs) There's just less chaos there to look at. So when you're decluttering things like your papers, for example, you would take everything you need to go through and start sorting them one at a time and putting them into piles of similar themes. So if I was going through my piles of papers and I happen to have some kids work there, you could have stuff from trainings, you could have school documents, information, photocopied worksheets, whatever you've got. Put piles of similar things that need to have some kind of action, whether that's filing them away or whatever you need to do with them. If you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you'll know I'm actually on an ongoing journey of trying to be as paperless as possible. So what I tend to do when decluttering my paper is I scan anything that I need to keep on my phone and upload it straight to Google Drive from my phone. Like many teachers, I'm really bad at throwing things away. You know, what if I need it someday? (laughs) You know, and that happens, doesn't it? When you've had a big purge, you sort of come back to it months later going... I had that and I got rid of it. That is just bloody typical. So I choose not to throw away a lot of things now and I just keep digital versions of them, just in case. Plus, with the educator's version of G Suite, storage is unlimited, which is pretty awesome. So I can put as much as I want in my Google Drive and I'm good to go. So once you have scanned the items in, then comes the happy bit, which is the shredding and recycling. What a joyful feeling that is for me. I love that bit. And to avoid a build-up of paper clutter in the future, you could try and get into the habit of going through your papers regularly, maybe once a week or so, or even once a month, or scanning and shredding as you go, if you can manage that and fit that in. I find the day kind of escapes me unless I put that as part of my routine, which it isn't right now. So I just kind of go through mine every now and then when I notice the pile's gone a bit high. Right, so that's the paper bit done. If you're looking for organising tips, by the way, I'd go back and listen to those previous episodes I mentioned, 89 and 90, because I have systems like for where I put students' work and filing systems and drawers and all that kind of stuff. For now, we're just going to talk about decluttering, not organising. So that's a separate thing. The next thing that takes up the most space are probably things like your physical supplies. So games, props, stationery paints I don't know what you've got a teacher's cupboard is as magical as Narnia and all sorts of treasures could be found in there so the best way to declutter that stuff is to look at things that are almost empty or broken and get rid of them so for example I usually pour the last of any hand wash into a new bottle and you can do the same with paint the less stuff you have the less fatigued your brain will be when it's going looking for things I'm also a big fan of boxes and containers. So instead of stuffing a new cupboard or drawer with just loads of things, separate them using containers or drawer dividers. But the key is making sure you keep like things with like things. So keep 
all your similar resources together. It just helps your brain find what you need to without having to waste time and cognitive power rummaging through all the things. Okay, And I know I'm not going to talk about organising, but label cupboards and label drawers, it just makes your life so much easier. And then you can direct kids to go get stuff themselves and they won't need to search every single cupboard. Also, while you're doing that, take an honest look at your inventory and be sure that everything you're keeping, you are using or will likely use again in the future. But as I said earlier, when it comes to throwing things away, my advice tends to go against what you hear people often say when it comes to decluttering, because I like to err on the side of caution before getting rid of things. I mean, you just never know where your career might take you and what you might need again someday. So think carefully before throwing things away. Maybe there are some things that you could put in storage if you're not needing them for the next year or two. But yeah, take an honest inventory of what you've got and what is not necessary. All right, so other things that are useful to declutter are your desk and your drawers, personal supplies, all that kind of stuff. You could take everything out of your drawers and then, as we said before, put things into piles. So keep all your stationery together, your desk supplies, any papers you've got, any stamps, whatever you have hidden in there, I don't know. And follow the same system as before, like with like. Keep everything together. It's just way confusing for your brain otherwise if you've got things all over the shop. You'll find things much easier if everything has a home and you know where to go for each item you need. Again, my advice is get some drawer dividers or little bins and compartmentalise everything to keep it separate in your drawer. So when you're opening a drawer, your pens aren't sliding over all the rulers and the sharpeners and everything's getting mixed up as you open and close the drawer, right? I would also be mindful when putting things away. As easy as it can be to just chuck things in your drawer and make it feel like you've left your desk tidy at the end of the day, it really is just brushing it under the carpet and it's not going to make organising any easier there is a difference between being tidy and being organized so I like to put things back where they belong as soon as I'm done with them it doesn't take you any longer and is actually going to save you so much time in the long run because you won't need to do this tidying up thing all over again because it's already where it should be that's the theory (laughs) should try it out especially if you are someone who does struggle with time these little hacks actually do really help with that And if you've got a bag or trolley, it's the same thing. (laughs) Get dividers, whatever you've got. There are bag dividers too. I have them. I love them. They really help me find things in my bag. So bag dividers exist as well. And only carry things that you actually need and just digitize everything else. Be mindful about what you have, especially if you've got a trolley or a bag. If you're a mobile teacher, just think about what you actually need for the day and don't carry things that are unnecessary. Make sure you clean things out regularly as well so you don't have useless stuff in there. All right, so that's it for now with your decluttering for the teacher edition. I hope it's helped you get started on your spring cleaning. And if you do take action, action's the only way you're going to see any change and any results. So listening to this is not enough. You need to actually do it. I would love to see your progress. So if you're on Instagram... Feel free to tag me in one of your pictures or just send me an email. I would love to see your space and what you've done with it and how you've organized. Make sure you do before and after shot as well so we can see the difference. I think that'll be really fun. So if you want to tag me on Instagram, I'm at Teachers Resource Force and I'd love to see how you're getting on. If you have any questions about this or ever want to get in touch, you can always drop me an email at katie at teachersresourceforce.com 
And for all the links mentioned in this episode, you can go to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 126. As always, if you found this podcast helpful, please do your bit and share this with a friend. I don't make money on this podcast. It costs me money. But I just want to help as many teachers as possible because no one really supports us with the personal side of things. And I think it's absolutely crucial that we get this kind of support. So please do share this with a teacher friend. And as always, continue to teach on and teach strong. And I will catch you next time. Bye.